Welcome back to another epic book review. This is my last, the last book review. This is the only thing that people liked about it. They just like the theme song. So let's just do it one more time. Welcome back to another epic book review. And today I am actually reviewing this is really a good book. It's actually really interesting. Uh, it's actually called Never Split the Difference negotiating as if your life depended on it and it is by chris voss who um and, uh, hopefully i'm saying that chris if you're listening <laughs> if you're listening to my little rinky dink podcast uh i hope i said your name right please in the comments chris voss if you can correct me that'd be great um but chris is actually um he was a the fbi uh lead international kidnapping negotiator and uh, it was like a really interesting book and uh, really kind of talking about um, kind of how we leverage things and, and opportunities. And um, it's obviously a business book, but I think there's some really good um, things for education, educational leadership. Uh, so I just wrote some notes down about this. And there's, there's actually a really um, interesting cadence to the book. So basically in every chapter, uh, Chris and uh, it says with Hal Roz, um, I'm, I'm guessing a little bit of a ghostwriting uh, situation, getting the stories from Chris and uh, and going. There. I feel like I know Chris the way I'm talking here. Uh, but the cadence of the book that I found really interesting is basically um, there is a story about uh, an incident, a negotiation, a kidnapping that happened at the beginning of each um, chapter, and then throughout the chapter after they talk about some of the techniques, some of the things that actually happen. And I think um, there's a lot of really good lessons here um, if you're involved with business, but um, in, in personal life too, and, and connecting. And there's uh, there is one quote that really, um, really kind of, I don't know if it summarized things for me, but really kind of made me think it just kind of prevailed throughout. And it, it is just simply this one is that leverage isn't the same thing as power. And the analogy that was presented in the book is basically, if you are, you know, uh, the president, if you're one of the most powerful people in the world, and you are actually on a deserted island, and there's a vendor with water, the vendor has leverage. And I thought that was a, a really interesting connection. And you think about, you know, a superintendent in, in a role, um, that, that person, he or she could have power. Um, but in certain situations, leverage. Um, changes those things, changes kind of some of the dynamics. And so just kind of keeping that quote, um, that thought uh, in the back of your mind as I'm talking about some of these things. So I wrote down um, a few quotes from the book and uh, just just kind of a couple of my stories to kind of really think about this. And, and the first one, uh, the first quote that really resonated with me uh, is this one, is that empathy is not about being nice or agreeing with the other side. It's about understanding them. Empathy helps us learn the position the enemy is in, why their actions make sense to them, and why it might move them. Now, the the one word that I have a little bit of a conflict with, and 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 understand why it's shared, is that um, this is a book from the context of uh, someone who's dealing with like hostage negotiation. So, I think the other person is the enemy uh, makes sense maybe in that context. And so, if we kind of just displace that word. And, um, and then, and you just say empathy helps us learn the position the other person is in, why their actions make sense to them and what might move them. I think there's, there's some real 
um, power in this too. When we kind of think about empathy and it doesn't mean, and, and like I said, he said at the beginning, it's not about agreeing with them um, and, and taking their position because I think sometimes uh, there's an expectation that when we feel empathy, we must change everything that we're doing, but it's really kind of understanding um, that context. And, and I've been thinking about this a lot, you know, kind of some of my work in administration as a, you know, school and district administrator, and also um, some of the conversations I've seen over the last couple of years. And uh, really kind of thinking about uh, when I hear someone say, oh, like, you know, the, that, that crazy group of parents or that crazy group of teachers, and, and really kind of how dismissive that is, a lot of times is that it doesn't mean um, that someone is right in their position. Uh, but when here's just a little tip. If you think someone's crazy and you call them crazy, it's not going to calm them down. That's probably uh, not the best tact uh, in a situation, especially, you know, when you're thinking about that leverage and power element there too. And so really kind of, for me, when you, when you, when you're struggling with someone else, it's kind of taking back that you have a very deep understanding of your position, but do we actually kind of listen to understand and appreciate the perspective and, and really kind of think about, uh, what, what, you know, what, what actually, um, what that actually, you know, makes us rethink in our position, how we actually think differently. And that actually, um, leads to this other quote that I thought was uh, really kind of interesting. Uh, Chris Voss says, you know, what about this? It, like asking the question, what about this doesn't work for you? And you'll probably trigger quite a bit of useful information from your counterpart. And again, the language is because this is a guy who's done hostage negotiation. And I used to think about this when, you know, I was an administrator and sometimes we would, you know, implement some new ideas and we would think about, you know, trying to move our school in a different direction, doing something that was very new. And a lot of times what, what I would actually um, do in that process, whether it was with our like parent and caregiver community, whether it was with some of our teachers, is I would really kind of look to um, people in those positions that had influence with others, right? Like influence in the parent community, had influence in, um, you know, with with other teachers. Really, who who are the who are the people that you know kind of others look to as leaders? And and you think about that again, again, again leverage and power, kind of thinking about this. And we would often have these conversations and saying like, hey, we're thinking about, um, we're thinking about implementing this new idea or trying this new thing in our school. What do you think about it? And like, where, where do you struggle with this? And I remember actually having some of those conversations. And what was really kind of interesting is we would often have some conversations um, and they would say like, oh, I don't like this. I'm struggling with this. Here's where I have an issue. And I remember actually like one conversation in particular, it was really kind of this idea of, of really thinking about, okay, just give me a couple of weeks. Let me kind of rework some ideas and, and then represent it to you. And so what we would do is we would take um, some of their feedback and honestly, some of their pushback to some of the things that we're, you know, thinking about implementing. And then a couple of weeks later, we'd say, okay, hey, we we kind of re-coordinated this and we're rethinking this. And based on your feedback, here's some of the things that we're thinking about doing differently. And it was really interesting because I remember this one conversation in particular, the person's like, I love this. This is, this is way better. And the reason they loved it is because we actually didn't just listen to them for their feedback. We implemented their feedback and we took it and we, we, I think it was partly kind of saying like, what are the things that we're missing here? Like, what are some of the things that we don't understand? 
and and re I don't like I don't want to say renegotiating, but kind of rethinking that plan and repurposing it. And then when we actually um, represented those ideas to our staff and to our community, a lot of times the people that we brought into the conversation would be 100% behind us openly and publicly because they saw their ideas all over that place. And it was kind of really thinking about how do we actually create this situation where um, you know people are really part of that solution and part of that way moving forward. But it, it, a lot of times we're kind of, we have a perspective of our own, but really asking that question, as Voss said, you know, like what doesn't work for you gives us some clues and context on how we need to rework things because my experience and your experience are different and I want to learn from your experience. And so I want to actually uh, kind of build on another quote that was that I'm struggling with a little bit and really kind of thinking about this context. And um, there, there's a really good analogy here, but um, it's kind of making me think different about stuff. And so, and that's why I, I actually like this book is that it's not... There's a lot of things in here that were kind of threw me a little bit and made me think different. And that's, I love reading books that do that, that are like, you know, it's kind of like uh, watching a movie and there's an unexpected ending. And that's kind of more interesting than, you know, you know where the movie's going. And so Voss says this, uh, splitting the difference is wearing one black and one brown shoe. So don't compromise. Meeting halfway often leads to bad deals for both sides. And, and it's kind of like, I think about the Covey idea of like, think win-win that, you know, you get something, I get something, but sometimes, uh, we focus more on what is lost than what is gained in any situation. And sometimes when we actually, you know, the, the black and brown shoe, um, you know, sometimes when both sides get a little, but they lose a little, the focus more on both sides is what they lost in the process. And so I'll read that quote again. Explaining the difference is wearing one black and one brown shoe. So don't compromise. Meeting halfway often leads to bad deals for both sides. So really kind of how do we actually create a situation where um, we aren't necessarily having that compromise, but both people win. So I, again, I'd love to know your thoughts on that quote in the comments down below. Uh, because I'm still kind of processing. I don't know what my thoughts are on it yet, but it, it, it makes sense and it doesn't. So I'm, I'm still struggling with it, which is why I love doing these epic book reviews. <laughs> because they just make me, I, I think just kind of reflecting and, and maybe even struggling with the information is, um, you know, really kind of helpful uh, for me. And um, <laughs> this actually goes... Um, to, to the last thing I was thinking about, kind of thinking about this book. Um, when I, I thought about this quote, and I'll, I'll go back to it again, the, the idea about splitting the differences, wearing one black shoe and one brown shoe. And then, you know, about the idea of what, what this doesn't, what doesn't work for you in this process. I was thinking about this situation in particular. Uh, years ago, when I was assistant principal, we were working with a program that was connected to our school. And um, when I say it was connected to our school, uh, there was like a local jurisdiction, um, but there is a program that wasn't um, necessarily in our school boundaries, but was attached to our school because at the time there was room for it in the school. And then the population started growing in the school and then we kind of ran out of space. And what was really a struggle is that this community that, you know, worked there had classroom space. We didn't have um, room for them anymore. 
And I was thinking about this because I worked very closely with this group and they were wonderful parents wanted what's best for their kids. And I think um, some of the situations that they had in the past that they were really struggling with was that they were always kind of like, felt like the last consideration, right? And that they weren't cared for. And I totally understood it. And I think that because I understood that, it made me think differently about what were we trying to achieve here? We weren't trying to achieve, and maybe this is where I'm kind of coming from in this quote, is that we weren't trying to achieve, um, the, the situation wasn't, um, okay, so we're going to have you at the school in the space for half the time, another half the time you can't be here because that's the, the maybe that's a black and brown shoe analogy because it wasn't going to work that way. But, but it was, and then maybe this is where it started to make sense for me. Um, they had to move into a different school community and it was within the district still. And I can't really say that they were like ecstatic about it, but I think through the process, they wanted to, they wanted to feel valued. That was probably the most important thing um, because they kind of understood the situation, you know, what was happening in the school, but they didn't want to just be like an afterthought. And so in that process of like having constant conversations with them, listening to some of their um, struggles that they were having and, and honestly how they had been treated in the past. And it's a way more complex situation than I could, you know, have time for in this podcast, but it was like ensuring that they felt valued in how the decision was made and, and, and they were consulted, you know, in that movement moving process. And sometimes, um, that's kind of the biggest thing is that sometimes there's really hard decisions that have to be made in education and our classrooms and our parenting. And when people feel kind of discarded and ignored um, in that decision process, that's where the issue is. It's not necessarily that they don't like the decision. It's the process of how the decision was made is the issue. And maybe that's where this is starting to make sense. And so when you're thinking about this and, how we actually connect and, and, you know, have conversations. And when we have that struggle of like, uh, what I want, what is necessary and what you want and what is necessary and kind of finding those spaces. I think that that was really kind of why I enjoyed this book. And so, um, like I said, this would be, it's a good book for if you're, um, you know, doing business stuff. Uh, but there's some lessons here for education, but I, I think too, and this is kind of why I'm doing these book reviews. I'm trying to read stuff that doesn't have to do with education and kind of seeing, is there context? How do this work in the classroom? I think there's a lot of really great ideas because, you know, there's, there's times I remember actually, um, I can't remember the comedian, but it, they were talking about how hard teaching is and they're like, okay, so, so you have to teach math, um, to a bunch of people who, don't want to learn math. And that's a super hard job, right? Like that is a really hard thing. And so if you think about it, there is negotiation in that process sometimes and you know, how we look at the things and how we do this. I, I can't remember the comedian. I'm sure um, if you just Google that, you'll find it. But there was like a really interesting analogy. And so there is negotiation that happens, you know, in our professional life, in our personal life, um, with our families. So I, I really enjoyed this book. Never split the difference. Chris Voss, you can see it in the link down below, but thanks again for listening to uh, an epic book review. <laughs> I, I just love that music. Maybe that's why I do the podcast.
This is uh, the last recording that I'm going to do for the podcast this year. Thanks for joining me um, and being a part of my reflections. I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, check out the book. I'm sure you'll love it. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.